0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Optics Talk. The audio is taken from our recent Optics TV webinar, Be Kind and Be Well, in honour of Mental Health Awareness Week, which you can find on our YouTube channel if you want to watch instead of listen. You can find the link for this in our podcast description joining us today we've got a couple of special guests on the conversation. Our first guest is Matt Jess, ex ex Chiefs rugby player and an ambassador for Give A Ruck charity and our second guest is Pete Fairburn, director of Morph Sites um, which is another digital agency in our space. As always Al Banks, our very own director of optics, also joins us. Hope you enjoy!
1: Okay, I think we're live. Okay,
0: Okay. perfect. Hello, everyone. Um, thanks for joining us today and hi to everyone listening um so this is a bit of a different stream for us so normally we would do um, digital topics and different things that we've seen in our industry um but as may is mental health awareness month um, and today specifically is um, mental health awareness day um we are going to be talking about all things um, mental health and well-being today um so we've got some special guests so we've got um pete fairburn who is from morph sites um hi pete Hi, yeah <laughs> um, and then we've on. got matt jess who is an ex ex to chief stroke repair and ambassador for give ruck the charity hi matt
2: Hi, yeah.
0: <laughs> um and then um we've also got al who joins all of these with us um he is our director from optics hi al
1: hi becky Um,
0: (laughs) missing crystal today oh yeah we are missing crystal um crystal did the uh standalone interview with mandy um a couple of weeks ago so um she has bowed out of this one for today
1: she'll be back though
0: she'll be back she will yep how's all your weeks going
3: pretty good so far yeah can't complain with the weather and uh, everything yeah it's it's not too bad at all what about you
0: all right, thank you again enjoying the weather um it's nice especially not having the rain um with my puppy because i don't like going out walking with him in the rain unfortunately
1: <laughs> i'm absolutely <laughs> gutted i'm gutted this week because i'm supposed to be on on holiday in cornwall
0: oh you are aren't you yeah
1: yeah i, saw Sorry, that I should be i should be on the beach and damer bay near poles f but uh I'm well i'm talking to you lovely people so that's that's a good exactly thing.
3: You've reminded me. I'm meant to be flying to New. Sorry, I'm meant to be flying to New York tomorrow. Oh God, no! But that ain't happening. So, thanks. for reminding me of that, Al. That's great. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> how's
2: How's Matt? Yeah, no, good. Like I say, the the weather's pretty good. So uh, I've been in the garden, sort of uh, throwing some rubber balls around. So I've, uh, I'm keeping myself entertained. <laughs>
1: good
0: nice okay um so we start off all of our um live streams kind of talking about um what we've seen in the media recently or if we've seen any businesses doing kind of good practice things that we want to mention so um if anyone has got anything to share that they've kind of seen recently um which is to do with today's topic please go for it pete do you want to start us off as i've prepped you for this one
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no problem um Two things I've seen. We work with um, a company in the southwest, uh, quite a big company. They've got about 300 people on their team Um, and obviously lockdown. I haven't been on site for a couple of months now, Um, but in their staff cafeteria, they have a huge amount of uh, literature and messaging around the importance of looking after yourself. Uh, and your mental health. And they run workshops, you know, sessions, they offer counselling. And it's just so impressive to see a company of that scale taking it so seriously, not just sort of doing it as a box ticking exercise, but on every every table in the cafeteria, there's information on it, they really take it seriously. Um, and I was speaking to one of the directors there this week and they actually have daily phone calls um, where they get different staff um, to talk to each other who wouldn't normally under normal operations speak to one another just to sort of see how they're getting on and that kind of thing and they're they're sending out um, like um, emails with sort of guidance on stuff you can do to keep yourself Um, uh, keep yourself going uh, and some really practical things in there. So I I thought uh, what a great example from a a bigger company who could just sit as a a box ticking exercise sort of mental health you know we haven't got time for that or we just don't have the resources they're really taking it seriously and it shows because they've got such a happy workforce it's it's really commendable. Nice, sounds really
1: good and I'll jump in quickly on that as well because I've I've yeah. heard a couple of similar kind of stories um recently so I spoke to a, a very large solicitors who uh well, they're actually global solicitors and they are running guided meditation um with their staff so they do like a drop-in session i think once or twice a week um to kind of practice mindfulness and um and i thought that was amazing and, and apparently they're getting people dialing in from all over the world to do that and then one of our clients is a very large recruitment company based up in london um again similar to pete's story really hundreds and hundreds of staff and what they, they've got they've actually got a team that are invested in uh doing stuff for their stuff so i I guess it's like lots of fun stuff as well but from a mental health perspective they're doing things like yoga sessions virtually um they're doing the 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 mindfulness side of things um they're just trying to do as much as they can almost on a daily basis through the week so it's it's great to hear some companies taking it kind of that seriously isn't it
2: nice absolutely yeah Um, i agree i think i think from my my perspective as well more so with kind of like the situation we're all in and we're all sort of um you know surrounded by at the moment is like even like via social media obviously I got I got tagged into one um 25 26 days ago now because I finished but even doing something like on social media like uh 25 press-ups for 25 days um you know for PTSD anxiety uh, depression and, and suicide and um even sort of uh I mean I've, I've got I've got people involved which I didn't even think would 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 get involved or sort of, um, you know, be involved. I've got an old uh, touch judge, uh, which, you know, we went back years ago, but he's 61 and he's doing them. And I just think um, <laughs> you know, people are kind of reaching out and they're finding time. You know, sometimes with their normal jobs, they wouldn't have to do those sort of things, or they get sort of like backlogged and they get put, pushed back. Whereas now they're being at the forefront of everyone's mind. And it's like, right, I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to get my 25 done, video, am going to tag somebody in. And, Let's just get the awareness out there. So I think that's really important as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fantastic.
1: I mean, what better person to be talking to about exercise than you, Matt, as well, you know, and, and how how important exercise at this time might be. Because I think I struggled. So I, I, had, um, I had a PT before this um, and obviously when this all happened I couldn't go to that PT anymore and so I and I found that in the first couple of weeks that everything happened it was just so crazy at work I wasn't finding any time to do any exercise at all and I was working kind of 10-12 hours a day and just absolutely burning out and so you know my wife and and kids started making us do Joe Wicks and uh, and now we're doing Joe Wicks three days a week Um, but it's been amazing you know I just feel so much better after doing just 20 minutes of exercise in the morning and we get up first thing before we get showered and changed and stuff we just go straight downstairs we do it with the kids it's a bit of fun Um, but it just gives you that kind of well just it gives you that boost doesn't it and you feel so much better for it and and Matt you you know you're better placed to to tell me this than anyone else but exercise must it it just has such a wonderful um kind of approach to this doesn't it? It 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 helps you with your mental side
2: yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you say there, and I think um, it's, it's it's funny, isn't it? I I did um I did something. Uh, uh, I was part of a project called Local Hero, and and one of the things I said, and they they get you to kind of talk about what you think what uh, so you describe mental health, which is kind of quite quite it's very different to other people and. Um, People will take a uh, take a different um, uh, view on it. But my view on it is, so I kind of relate it to my physical health. So I know if that, if I know I'm physically fit or um, I suppose it's gone part of my job in terms of, you know, being a rugby player. But if I knew I was physically fit, I knew that my mind was going to be in the best place. And um, I, 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 so I refer to that. So it's like... Well, you know, you you do stuff physically to keep your body in check and healthy and, and to be best prepared as you can be as a human being. So we should be doing that. And if that's what is what keeping your your mind uh you know uh, sane and sort of like your yes. mind like in, in a in a really positive space, then then I feel that's really important. And like I say, you don't it doesn't have to be like an hour's grueling session. It's just being active. It could be 10 minutes going for a walk for people, it might be taking the dog yeah. for a it's just being up and about and, you know, you know. I, th- I think um, I think a lot of people kind of get scared and they go, I don't want to do an hour in the gym and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get be taxed for like an hour. You don't have to, just 10-minute walk, whatever, you know, walking the dog and stuff. And I think staying active, physically active, again, keeps up that, that positive mind. Yeah, yeah
1: sure. Definitely. I think, Becky, if you don't mind, I'm just going to quickly go back a stage um, and just sort of explain a little bit about the mental health side of things and I think why you and I sort of really wanted to put this on and why we wanted to divert from digital if that's okay um because you know obviously you know mental health is so important to us as a business and to us individually and we're going to talk about some of those stories but I think it's just been we've seen so many horrendous kind of stories um, of, you know, people that have really got to the very worst part of this and, you know, people have lost lives, haven't they, that we, we know, you know, I've got a list here just next to me of people like Caroline Flack, Robin Williams, Avicii, Kirk Cobain, Keith Flint, you know, these are all names that we all, uh, we're all synonymous with. But um, I, I guess the, jo- the job of what we suppose we just wanted to do a little bit with this was just raise the awareness of how it's okay to talk about this subject um and also how it's how you might be surprised that there are people that are out there that might not seem to be affected by this stuff but maybe are and and so through doing this kind of thing and having like a group of very different people on this call talking about it people might realize okay if they've got a problem actually it's okay to talk about it um and and just understand that other people might have challenges as well so that was kind of the main reason really wasn't it for wanting to do this a bit
0: Yeah, um, something which I think, sorry, something which I think is really, like, worth mentioning, which got brought to my attention yesterday, and I hadn't even thought about it at all, is that, like, quite often, um, people talk about mental health, and it does it does feel like a bit more of a female field sometimes um and there's a lot of push to try and help men to talk about it and it was raised with me yesterday that all three of our guests today are men um so mm. i think that actually is going to be really important for some people watching um so thanks to all three of you for joining yeah
1: pleasure, pleasure. should we um, jump into uh, the kind of more interview what how did you call this becky graham norton style
0: <laughs> yeah it's like graham norton where we're all sat you're,
1: on the sofa. you're graham norton
0: yeah yeah i'm graham norton but then so,
2: <laughs> <just pushing> the, <laughs> just pushing the buzzer to get the chair going
0: yeah exactly <laughs> i'll wheel the red chair out in a minute um <laughs> but yeah so we're all sat on the sofa but we're just going to spotlight on each of you in turn um but everyone can join in the conversation at all points um so um matt the spotlight is falling on you first
1: excellent yeah
0: um yeah, sure. <laughs> so um can you tell us a little bit about um why this is so important to you and yeah, also so
2: your background Matt as well just in case yeah, people don't sure. know you yeah yeah absolutely so I, I um so obviously I'm a, uh, an ex-professional rugby player and um I started playing rugby when I was 17 so in terms of professionally so when I was 17 uh, and then I retired uh, two or three seasons ago now uh, so I had seven about uh, 17 years sort of like top flight in the game um and it's funny, like as um, as you go through rugby, you kind of um, you get told about, uh, or you, you start to hear about people struggling with sort of uh, mental health. Um, and I'll, I'll go back to one story, which was a couple of years before I kind of finished more um, finished finished retiring, and it was um, a story about uh, Dan Vickerman, who was a um, an Australian international second rower, uh, went to I think it was either Oxford or Cambridge, um, and uh, basically. Come over here he played for northampton but he studied over here so a man who was obviously you know unbelievably like uh, smart and intellectual but also uh, uh, you know a, a, a very uh, quality athlete uh his game newest line outs uh, you know uh, i think he capped in australia um, but played for australia and a number of caps and there was a there was a moment where i sat in the change room and uh, opened sky sports news and and uh, i heard that he'd um he'd committed suicide and he He'd um, yeah, committed suicide, and straight away I kind of thought to myself, well, I don't, I can't really understand. Um, you know, we you, you think about some somebody who's got so much, um, and you try and start to think about well, what what's he been going through. And at the end of the day, I, I was trying to dig deeper and deeper, and I and I couldn't really think about it. But all I was thinking was there must be something happening, you know, not not that you could see, um, but obviously somewhat, so, something's happening you know um you know in him which he wasn't able to show or um he wasn't able to, to you know uh, tell people or, or or show people so it wasn't until I retired from rugby um that I actually started to kind of understand mental health more because when something you know you retire from rugby you know something's been part of my game for or part of my life for a long time when it goes or when it's gone it's it you don't know how to act. You have no direction. Um, You kind of lose, you start to lose a a bit of identity um, in terms of who you are, what you want to be. You know, you might prepare for 10, 15 years to what you want to think you want to be after rugby. But once that happens and sort of like effectively they're kind of, you know, it's cut loose. It's, it's trying to then find that path. And like I was trying to understand in terms of like, you know, how, how again he was feeling. And, and this is why it kind of resonates to me that, you know, Every professional rugby player, every every professional athlete, sportsman, every person um, in in this world is going to go through some sort of um, uh, heartache, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a job loss, whatever it may be, you know, a a moment in time where it's going to it's going and, and it's going to have an an effect of effect on you intrinsically, um, and it's really important. I just feel it's really important to start encouraging people to talk about these talk about the problems no matter how big or small um because i think people kind of go i'm not going to bother talking about it because it, it feels silly now nah, if if it's go- if it's gonna if you you've got to have that confidence to talk to somebody to then to then understand right these are the next steps i need to take because if you don't all you're doing is going to go you're going to dig yourself into a deeper hole uh, and you're not going to move, you're not going to take those positive steps forward. So I think for me, it's sort of like that story um, uh, resonates for me. And then it's funny, isn't it? You, when you start to understand mental health a little bit more, you actually look back on your life uh, of things that have happened, good things, bad things. Um, and you start to actually realize you probably um, were struggling at a time, which at the time, because you didn't really understand men- mental health, you, you were. Um, you didn't really pick up on it, um, and it's only now, sort of like now I'm like um, here, and I and I kind of understand it. And um, you know, obviously, I I, I try and uh, speak about it quite a bit. I can actually understand, you know, how I was feeling at that time. Or why was I feeling like that? Because you know, of uh, uh, something happened X, Y, and Z, or why did I feel like that? You know, and and you know, you know, when I, when I was dropped, you know, for example, if I wasn't playing in a game and I'd have my individual review, I go back and I think to myself, well, why wasn't I playing in that game? So. I think I think understanding the, side, the the mental health side of thing is is hugely important to try and try and then um, uh, uh, if you, if you like I said if you understand it better you can then take this positive step forward to to to, to make sure your life is is going the way you want it to go.
1: Yeah. So Matt, can you tell us a bit about Give a Up?
2: Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, give a rock, um, is, uh, uh, a mental health, um, awareness. Um, I suppose it's, uh, it's, it's more, it's funny, isn't it? Um, so give a rock is, 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 it's sort of like channeled towards rugby players, but not just rugby players. It's, it's rugby players, it's officials, it's, um, supporters, it's coaches, it's everything to do with rugby. And, uh, I, I've been following uh, give a give for quite a while and, uh, uh, is, is Tess who I um Tess Beercroft who who, who run who runs it or um is uh, I'm not sure if he's direct director but um obviously because I haven't I kind of became an ambassador just before lockdown um and uh basically it it encourages people to talk about their issues so players uh talk about issues you know supporters um uh um uh, officials coaches and I think that's really important so it goes on a wide scale of rugby because um you know rugby we're, we're all seen as as hard men you go out in the field and, you, and that's your battle uh, and at the end of the day we're uh, you know i've I've known a lot of rugby players in my time and uh you know we're, we're soft centered guys at the, at the heart of things you know it's a very much an exterior when you got on that pitch and uh, I just think um uh, and this is why i kind of wanted to get involved with give a up was because it kind of it gets people out there. And I know that they've they've done and they are doing workshops, think they're not doing workshops at the moment due to COVID, but they do workshops where they go to different clubs and they invite different people in because, you know, again, like we said at the start, um, Becky, um, you know, very much women will talk about it or or women are more likely to talk about it. Whereas us men, we're very much, here's the exterior. We leave whatever's going on in behind and we'll try and deal with it with ourselves. Or Actually, this is where I find it. If I talk to people, you know, I, f- I find it, it, you know, it is it's amazing to see the kind of not so much that you want to know in the ins and outs of issues. But it's really interesting to, you know, grab a beer with a friend and start talking about well, what's what's happened this week. What's really kind of what's put you in a, in a bit of a blue mood. Right. Can we talk about it? Can we get you thinking positively? Can I help a little bit? And the next minute we're all on that again, that positive path, that, um, that pathway to leading positivity. I think, I think the thing is as well.
3: Sorry, Pete, go on you. Sorry. Matt, I, I think it's interesting what you're saying about as you, you gain ex- a bit of understanding about mental health from your own perspective, or perhaps someone close to you, you then get to, or I found this the case, you, you recognize it in others and perhaps early symptoms and, and do exactly what you just said, which is 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 talk it through and almost nip it in the bud before it descends into a darker place.
2: I can com- I completely agree. And a lot of things that I try and do at the moment is um if I know I, uh, you know, I know quite a few people with what I've done in terms of they've they've struggled sometimes. I know a lot of, um, you know, servicemen still in the Marines and um, and all I do is just check in on them. And it might be a little phone call, two minute phone call. How's things going? How's, you know, uh, you know, when it's all COVID and we're all locked up when the lockdown still, how's it going? You know what you've been doing this week, whatever. And it's just like little messages like that. Um, to, keep in, to keep in contact, you know how how good social media been since you know everyone's been locked down or self isolating or staying at home. But it's really important just to kind of reach out. Now it might not be you know going down having a coffee, having a cake, having a beer with somebody, but it's just checking in. Hey, listen, if you need a chat, I'm here. Pick up the phone. And I think the more the more you put yourself out there and you, you reach yourself out there, um, people will hopefully, uh, and this is you know a massive part of it. Hopefully, people will grab hold of that kind of um that rope and sort of uh you know be dragged in and go oh do you know what um yeah this this and again i I refer back to it doesn't matter how little or how big the problem is like it it might it might seem silly to you but you know a 10-minute conversation may just change your way of thinking and next minute you know Mm -hmm. you're you're flying and you you know exactly the 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 right path to take you know exactly the the decision you need to now make
1: completely and i think there's a really important point here is that and i I think about this from my own perspective i think men particularly we're we, we are problem fixers aren't we we like to try and fix these issues so when we get issues in our own life whether they're personal or they're they're business related you know you go into your mind and you're just constantly struggling to try and find the solution when and what 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 happens when you go and speak to somebody is that you bounce those ideas off each other, you get new perspectives and they just read that all really, really helps. But it's just recognising, I think, when you get into that very insular kind of place and, and making sure that you can jump out of it and you've got strong people around you that you can you can you know pick up the phone to, like you say. Yeah, really, really interesting that Matt. You um, you ran beach rugby last year. Is that was that that was to raise money for mental health? Was it or to there was a link somewhere?
2: Yeah, there's three three charities. So there's the RNLi. Uh, there was um, the Marines Charity, the Royal Marines Charity, and there was the RPA. So the RPA are um, obviously they look after sort of like professional rugby players. Um, then obviously you've got the RNLi, which obviously speaks for itself. And then the Royal Marines Charity, which is obviously helping um, you know Marines sort of either start a new life or um, you know if if for example they've been injured away, you know they start to, you know they help their their servicemen. So. There's three charities and the, re- the reason for those was the RPA is quite obviously because, you know, I'm an ex-professional rugby player to help um, professional rugby players. But then, um, you know, the servicemen, because uh, we, we're very similar in terms of rugby. You know, you're very much institutionalised, same with the services. Um, when Once you're, you know, you're, you're finished with, with, with your job or you, you retire, you know, you're very much, you know, you're put out there. And it's not them meaning to do it, but you are very much. You know, you do lose a sense of direction, so I think that's really important. And then, the RNLI was um, um, was uh, quite important to me because, obviously, I love Exmouth Beach. Um, you know, if if I'm ever sort of uh needing to go and have sort of like you know a 10 minute think to myself or if i need to go for a bit of a run and you know things are getting on top of me and i just need to go and clear my brain get out to wexford beach you know what a lovely place that is and obviously think about the rnli you know what they do they're volunteers they go out there i mean i don't know what they've seen at sea and how many people they've rescued and uh, unfortunately how many um you know people they've had to pick up from from different things in terms of an accident or it could be for example suicide so Uh, I think, you know, the the mental health side of things for them is really important. They're volunteers, you know, they're they're out there, you know, and and it might be like, you know, they might, um, you know, sort of like really struggle to start, you know, talk about how they feel. So... I went down and I did that last summer, last um, last uh, June, uh, June, June, yeah, end of June. Um, and I did um, two days. It was a, an uh, an, uh, an adult's day and a, and a ladies day on the sorry, uh, adult women's game on the Saturday, and then a junior game on the on the Sunday. And the reason I did that was um because I thought that it's really important for rugby players as juniors to understand or start to get an, an understanding of mental health you know put some on, on the on the front foot and then obviously you know I wanted to include sort of like women's rugby men's rugby because obviously they're, they're they're all out there at the moment and um yeah and 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 I kind of went for rugby but then what I did do is which I thought was you know, kind of I, I this is me talking about it but like I got people from different sectors, so I got business people in, so we had Thrifty there, we had Darts Farm put a team in, so I I hit the corporate um, uh, side of things as well. And the reason I did that is because people will think, oh yeah, it's rugby, there's mental health in rugby, but actually in in any job, you know, in in your jobs, whatever, you're gonna have bad days, Um, everybody's gonna have a bad, everybody in this world is gonna have a bad day at some stage. And I just think to include everybody and go, do you know what, let's get down to the beach, Let's play some rugby, you know, a sport which obviously a lot of people like down in the southwest. Let's go out in the sun. Let's have some food. Let's have um, a drink together and let's try and celebrate and, 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 and talk about it as, as, as much as possible. And um, we raised uh, over £6,000, uh, uh, just over £6,000. And obviously we split the plot to go uh, split the pots to go to, to those charities. So uh, hopefully it's done a, done a good thing. And
1: Becky, I know that you're going to be desperate to move on to Pete in a second, but I just got one quick question for Matt, which I'm desperate to ask is just, and I think it's important for all of us is um, Matt, your main business now is coaching kids, isn't it? In the, in the ways of rugby pre COVID. Um, Do you, I'm worried about my kids, you know, I've got a five and a three year old and I'm worried about the world that they're growing up in and the social media and, and the you know, the online bullying and all of these kind of things that are going to be in Um, a big important thing for me to understand and do you do, do you see much kind of mental health being talked about with with kids um are there are there tips that you think you know we should share with people to get our kids kind of talking about this sort of stuff early so it doesn't hit them when they hit kind of teenage and and onwards
2: yeah, uh, so there, there are there are there are a lot of in- initiatives and I think um coaches are now being um I know with uh kind of the play it safe type stuff which the uh England RFU are doing, um, they're really highlighting the fact that um, you know, there's there- you know, so for example, if uh, if a kid's playing on a Saturday and his dad's really, or Sunday and his dad's really, really wants him to win and stuff, and he starts coming over quite aggressive on the side of the pitch, well, what's what son or what person wants to turn over? You know, and your dad kind of, shout, he might be doing, thinking that the, the, you know, trying to think of you and the best thing in the world, but how is he coming across? He's coming across quite aggressive. So, the play it safe stuff is is really good, um, uh, and then and then just sort of like you know, for for parents, I think. Biggest thing for me is so, you know, for kids between, you know, 10, 16, whatever, it's their chance to play. Um, and I think for that, it's like, don't put too much pressure on them. Get them out there in the gardens, whatever, playing with the rugby ball. Get them out there, just let them play and don't be too worried about sort of, um, uh, you know, how he's going to be or he really wants to be a professional rugby player. But, um, you know, I'm not sure if he's getting and have these kind of just let him play. Like, I, I couldn't catch a ball until I was 13. I couldn't catch a high ball until I was 13. I didn't play. Uh, if somebody said to me at 16, Matt would be a professional rugby player. Um, somebody would have gone, no, no way. And it kind of, it, it came, it came to me later. You know, I had to, I, I wasn't, na- I'll say this. I wasn't naturally skillful. I had to really work hard on what I had to do. You know, I had to really work hard and really think about things. And I, and I guarantee there's, there's parents out there. I mean, I mean, I, To be fair, in my coaching business, I've never met a pushy parent, which is brilliant for me. And I think that's testament to all the the, the, the parents that I've coached and the the, the teams and clubs that I've coached. Just let them play. And I think that's really important, let them play. And I think these, I mean, obviously I'm on it, but there's stuff on the uh, Instagram. There's different coaches out there putting out different things. Is that good for kids? Yes, it is. Because what that does, especially in times like this, gives them a focus. They see me um, throwing five rubber balls into a bin. What are they probably going to go and do? They might throw five rugby balls in the bin. What's that practice in their passing technique? So there is a real need for that social media, but it's just got to be, yeah, it's got to be done at the right time. So get their schoolwork done if they're, they're learning, you know, if they're home being home educated. Right, it's playtime now. Right, is there a skill that you've seen, you know, that you've seen on um, Instagram or whatever they're doing? Brilliant, let's use that to the best ability. Let's go out there and have a go with them.
1: Amazing, yeah. Um, Becky, I think we should move into Pete. Um, so... Can I just
0: ask Matt a quick question? We've just had a question on the YouTube um, conversation thing, that's all. Yeah. Um, So uh, obviously we were talking about um, exercise and Al was talking about um, doing the Joe Wick sessions. And we've just had a question um, to say, do you think that people get the same amount of benefit from virtual exercise sessions as we're all doing it now, um, as opposed to going out and doing exercise together?
2: Yeah, completely. Um, no, I, 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 um, I, I think you do. Uh, and the reason being is, um, so I'm doing, obviously I'm following like a, um, a program at the moment from CrossFit Pie and all I've got, um, so I was very much a, a person that goes into a gym and wants all the weights and all the barbells and stuff and I'll do my session, push, pull, whatever, bit of cardio. All I've been training with is a 25 kilogram plate and some dumbbells. And they give me this session, uh, again, virtual. Uh, I, I look at it, I watch it, and I go for it. I think the really important thing with that is, um, you know, these virtual sessions is how hard you want to push yourself. And that's the only thing. So, for example, if you're if you're training with a group of 10, you've got people Ging you on and all that sort of stuff. If you're doing a virtual session, how hard do you really want to push yourself? Um, and I think that's probably the hardest thing. So I think the virtual sessions are absolutely brilliant. I think home workouts are going to be the new big in. And that's not discriminating any sort of um, gyms out there or taking anybody away from that but because i think people will need that gym and they need that social uh, the, the social side of it but i think home workouts are brilliant it's how you, it's how much you want to push yourself so if you want a bit of a rest day then it's yeah, fine and, and 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 sort of like turn it down but i think if you really want to push yourself in that virtual session you know you know um, it, could you have done 10 extra reps do 10 extra reps and i think people will get those benefits if they think like that
1: I think um, Joe Wicks is particularly good at that, actually. So when he's doing his sessions, he quite often talks about different ways to do the same exercise. So, you know, he says, like, if you want to push yourself, guys, now, do it this way. Or if you want a bit of a lazy one, then do it this way. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, I I try to push myself as much as I can. So, yeah, it's a good good question. Yeah, great question. Great.
0: Thank you, Matt. Um, So Spotlight's moving over to you, Pete. So I'm... you're kind of here for very different reasons, but I think that's great, um, because we're going to get so many different perspectives on this conversation. Um, So do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, why mental health is uh, featured in your life and?
3: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've had someone very close to me uh, suffer quite seriously from uh, mental health challenges for over a decade Um, and I came from a perspective um, where I didn't have a clue about mental health. I come from a background where um, those things weren't talked about and, to be fair, a family background where, looking back, there didn't seem to be many challenges in that area. So it was very easy to dismiss mental health things, you know, the kind of pull yourself together attitude, which is so unhelpful. Um, but I was forced to deal with it with someone very close to me. So. Um, what it's helped me to do is is to sort of come up with some some things that are very much in line with the theme of of this year's uh, or this month's mental health, which is that that be kind theme, um, because I think if you've come from a background where you you haven't experienced those yourself, it can be easy to be dismissive. So things are changing, the stigma is changing, and there is a lot more empathy out there. But I think sometimes just how you handle someone with a mental health condition is, is something that um, is, is not always, it might be the will is there to do it now, but it's, it's how do you actually do it? Um, and I think something that you touched on, Matt, and, and you as well, Al, is um, first of all, sometimes people, people talk about crazy things when they're unwell. Um, they can either be things that seem inconsequential, or they can be uh, things that we want to fix, so they might say, you know, you sort of say, what's the problem? And they, they come out with this whole kind of stuff. And you either think that's nonsense or you think that's trivial or you think, well, how do we fix that? <clears throat> and one of the things I've learned is that often you can't fix it because what they're saying isn't actually the problem. They're just venting. They need to rant. They need to let out more how they're feeling um, rather than actually here's, here's a problem. If you fix this problem, all my problems will be gone. It's, it's not like that. So that theme of being kind, I think, is something that um, is a mantra I use now, uh, and and then you you extend it. So you, you you sort of say, well, what does being kind look like? Well, it means being patient. You know, if someone's talking, what seems to you to be nonsense, it's actually listening empathetically, seeing that it actually really means something to them at that point, and and um, not not always being in a rush to fix or try and fix the problem because that's not actually in my experience, what they're looking for, they just need a listening ear. Um, and then kind of moving on from that, um, a- another mistake I made is thinking once you've perhaps had some some treatment, be that medication or therapy or, or some other kind of a- a session, um, we tend to think that fixes it. Okay, so you, you, you're on medication now, that's great, you're fixed, or you've had some therapy, you're great, you're fixing. um that's not the case. In in, in many cases, it's a long term thing, and it comes back to being patient and being kind. Um, if you're a employer, the same things apply. Understanding uh, why someone's being the way they are and that um, there isn't often no short-term fix if it's if it's a serious mental health issue obviously matt you've talked about people who may be going down the spiral and, and and that's where you can be very pre preemptive and preventative but if you're already in that place if someone's in that place it can be a long long time to bring them out of it so if that's someone who you work with uh, particularly if you're an employer understanding that it's not an overnight thing and a lot of patience and flexibility is really important um, is something that I think it's good for an employer to know and expect and understand. Um, And I think it's really good that the, you know, clearly having weeks like this and seeing all the initiatives that Matt's doing, that companies are doing, that you guys are sponsoring this event, it it shows that the stigma of mental health is definitely going. I think sometimes um, an area where it can be overlooked is those supporting someone with a mental health condition, Um, Because the focus, quite rightly, is on the person suffering, which is right, but often someone who's very close to someone who's suffering needs support as well, Um, and they often will need someone to vent to um, and rant to, because it can sometimes be very frustrating for that person, because they're in an almost impossible situation, they can't fix it, they're in a long-term situation, it can be quite draining. And sometimes they just need to let it all out and, uh, and, and share share that with people. Um, so sometimes we may not be in a position, whether we're an employer, a colleague, a friend, family, we may not be in a position to help the person suffering with the mental health condition, but we may be in a position to help the one who is primarily supporting that person and just keep them going so that they can keep the other person going. Um, yeah. So that, that's the kind of sort of learnings that i've found have been useful for me
0: thanks pete i think that's a really interesting perspective um, and one that isn't really talked about very often um and i think kind of from my point of view as an employee um working in a business where so al quite openly talks about mental health and well-being in the office um and there's various initiatives going on optics so um we have slightly longer lunch breaks if we want to so um we can take an extra half an hour to go and do something for our well-being so we can go for an extra walk we can go and um have a therapy session if we want we can go and um do like a gym class that kind of thing um it makes us feel a lot more um like if something was to happen and we were to need to talk about something the business will be much more receptive to that because al has already been really open about his view on uh, that kind of thing. Um, so,
2: yeah, yeah thanks. So. Just touch on Pete's point, which I think is is really relevant. Um, and you, you you talked about sort of like the, the, longev- the longevity in terms of uh, you know mental health and something which I kind of say to people is I feel mental health is a continual process. So, mm-hmm. um, you know people may be suffering now or you know b- before or had or, or or people might think to themselves oh i've never really suffered with it but there will be a step and people i think it's really important people to realize they will they will um see some form of it i mean the stats say one in four people either are either either going through it or will go through it in in in, in, their, in their lifetime but i think everybody will have something again i'll i'll, I'll say how big or so small or how small but it's a continual process so um but it's I think it's really important once you start to realise how you deal with it. So talking to people, having that real good um uh, support network around you, that is what that is what's gonna
3: put you through. Yeah.
2: Alistair, yeah.
3: A yeah. Alistair marathon, not a sprint.
1: Definitely. There was a yeah. really good um uh programme done by Alastair Campbell. I don't know if any of you saw it a couple of years ago about his life with depression. Um and you know Alistair Campbell is somebody that's you know super articulate obviously he was Tony Blair's like spokesman wasn't he during that whole time and and you have to be to do that job i guess um so to hear him talk about how affected he was by depression um and his message was very much i'm probably never going to get completely better from this but it's all about managing it as i go through so yeah really fascinating documentary i'm sure it's still out there probably on youtube or something like that
0: yeah yeah. um hey, there's, you- a couple of, there's a couple of comments coming through on youtube so um simon house who's watching hi simon um he says he totally agrees with pete that support for those caring um is often overlooked but it's a really vital area um and then he's also made a point which i was actually just about to say as well um where we kind of talk about mental health as something that you suffer from um but it's also If you were to think about it in the same way as physical health, everyone's got mental health. It's just a thing that you have to look at and look after. And it's actually on that scale, how are you feeling? So everyone's mental health is there, but you can be experiencing challenges with your mental health. Or you can feel like, yep, today, this week, this month, my mental health is great. Um, So I think that's definitely a little bit of a stigma that still needs to be Mm. gotten over. Um, that's a it really is
3: good point, actually it, yeah we need to look after it just like we need to look after our physical health it's a it's spot on that it's absolutely right yep.
2: absolutely. and and just to touch upon the you know again pete, pete mentioned it again i think that's you know it's a really good uh poignant piece in terms of um you know the person might be going through it. i know obviously when i when i retired i was going through a pretty rough stage and, it, and it, is, it is your support network who gets forgotten about. You know, what, you know, sort of like my wife, my family were, were going through at that time. You know, you know, at the end of the day, she had to go out and vent uh, or speak to somebody because, yeah. you know, like, you know, I, I kind of realised how I was coming across. And, um, you know, it's great when you're in your day job or you're, you're cracking on and you're working and you've got this again, I'll go with the, you know, the the shield is up and you're, you know, oh, positive Matt or Matt, Matt seems like a really good... You know, you go, where's the only place you're going to go home and sort of like, you know, hit that low. It's going to be at home. And that's that's uh, prominently where your where your immediate family are. And, and they're going to they're not they're not going to take, they're going to support you, but they're also going to be we, we talk, they're going to be trained. They need to vent. So I think that's a, a really, really important point from Pete. Really important.
3: Yeah. I, someone said to me once when when I was in the depth of it with with the, the person, um, having the challenges home we typically think of the home as the haven from everything don't we you've had a bad day at work or, or you come home to the home as the peaceful environment where you get rejuvenated and when you have that to go home to those challenges um, that's eliminated so if you don't have that support network for both yourself and the one one suffering then it, it, it it, it, it's really hard to cope with. But if you do, it can it can just replace that haven temporarily till you get it back.
1: Yeah. I think if it's um, OK with you guys, we'll probably try and run on a few minutes today because um, it's a really important topic and I think people will be interested in it. Um, so there's no necessary... I don't think we need to stop bang on. Um, but, yeah. Um, are, you, are you doing anything in particular for your staff at the moment when it comes to kind of mental health?
3: um yeah we're, we're doing a couple of things one slightly less crazy than the other um, so um we've got um regular calls uh or, or teams calls video calls scheduled with with members of the staff uh, or members of the team not just if it's a, a, a obviously the, the team are talking all the time about work um but this will be just a a call so it won't yeah, be about a specific okay? project. Yeah, how are you doing? Are you okay? Particularly, we're mindful of those who might be um, working remotely on their own um, and feeling the effects of isolation, which can then lead you um, down to places that are, are difficult to contend with. So that, that's one of the things we're doing. Uh, we're also having a weekly, what we're calling happy hour. Uh, so we, we have an hour where we, we bring a drink on, onto the call. Uh, and just have a, a chin, general chin wag. I think you guys are doing is that something nine, similar. It's at
1: 9 a.m. on Monday morning, <laughs> yeah.
3: It's 9 till 5, um, Monday, uh, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's quite annoying because everyone's getting, there's almost this little um, escalation at the moment of who can bring the nicest whiskey or wine on and I don't drink anymore for um for health reasons and um so I'm I it's not not anything ethical. I am there thinking oh, I'd love to try some of that and they're coming on I I've, I've got a bottle of Pepsi Max or something like that. So but it, it's it's a chance for banter and it's a chance just to to interact and make sure everyone's alright. So we're doing that. And then um, we've got an early warning system in place. Um, I don't know if any of the team are listening to this. So they, 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 some of them may know, well, some of them know, some of them won't know. Yeah. Um, but um, a few key members of the team, who like our studio manager, who are, is regularly interacting with people, will um, flag if if she has concerns about someone. They seem a bit down or a bit stressed, uh, and that's where Zoom karaoke comes in um, as a. a pick, oh wow! <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it normally involves me putting on a wig and some sunglasses, uh, queuing up an ABBA track on Spotify and then literally just calling them out of the blue, no notice, and we just start singing an ABBA song or a Queen song to each other at full blast and then end the call and then have a giggle about it afterwards. <laughs> um, just just to add in that kind of, we, we're used to social interactions with social, pe- uh, social beings, aren't we? So we're used to you know, the water cooler, gossip and the office banter. And if you don't have that kind of silliness, sometimes just to let off a bit of stress or a little bit of steam, then you can end up getting quite frustrated with nowhere to vent it, particularly if you're on your own. So um, those are the kind of mechanisms that we have in place. And it's always people like me making a fool of myself. So I'm I'm always up for that. Love that. Yeah,
0: I think I'm just waiting now for you to take this up, please. I want you to... Zoom call us and be in a wig and sing. We should do it
3: together, Al. We should do it together. Uh, Okay,
1: mate. Well, I only have one um, karaoke song, and that's We Built This City. So, uh, (gasps) yeah, that's that's my only one. I'll take that.
3: Um, I, did, um, I did make a post on linkedin offering if anyone wanted a, a zoom karaoke call just just drop me a line and we'd set it up but no one's taking me up on it outside the business so.
0: i mean so within optics we do um happy hour as well so on friday at 4 30 um we can dial in and bring a drink if we want to um and yeah you're very welcome to join us uh, bring your bottle of pepsi and your wig and give us a song
2: <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> My well, then then on the floor. Exactly, and, and <laughs> <just> <laughs> um, from that point, obviously, I come from a different perspective, you know, obviously, background in terms of, uh, you know, but I think those are really, really key. I think with. You know, especially in the rugby side of thing, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have socials and barbecues and, and, and stuff like that to kind of, you know, get coaches, players interacting and stuff. But that is, is abs- and I think it's golden. I think if any businesses in listening to, you know, you guys talk, they're brilliant. And um, uh, again, you know, that silliness, the banter, the kind of, uh, you, you know, takes that seriousness of the, the day job to kind of like, you know, relax, whatever. And do you know what, sometimes that's, that's where you get your best conversations. Um, uh, and you'll get start people to go. Actually, do you know what? I wouldn't mind opening up to Pete or Alistair or, or Becky, and um, you know, to start talking about again, you know, the smallest or biggest of issues, or whatever. And I think that's really important. Seeing is great. Well done, guys. Thanks, thanks,
1: Matt. Thanks, Matt. I, I think um, if it's okay with you guys, I'm just going to kind of end off a little bit um, by just talking about something personal to me, because I'm quite passionate about this this subject. Having been affected a little bit myself over the last year or two um and trying to share a few of the things that have really helped me and you know you guys uh, might jump in as well i don't know but um so i've been quite open uh, on my social media profiles over the last couple of years i don't really want after the karaoke story i don't want to bring it down too much but you know being too morbid but we my, my wife and i lost a couple of babies over the last couple of years and obviously that is the worst time of our entire life and it put us into some quite dark places um and still does to some extent you know we're only six months on actually from the last one so um it's it's very very difficult and i just wanted to kind of use this to share a couple of or some of the things that i've been doing really to to help myself in the hope that some other people who might be listening to this might be suffering themselves with their own issues, however big or small. Um, and a lot of these we've talked about already. And I've got a list here just to prompt myself. But so I'll whiz through them. But, you know, talking talking to friends uh, was really key. You know, I think just not bottling it up and talking to each other as well was really key for us and making sure that we had that kind of continuous dialogue um, about things. And, you know, having a cry together was a quite important thing for us, you know, um, at the certainly nearer the time. Um, but other things that I've got into have been around kind of mindfulness and, and meditation. And I think one thing I wanted to try and get across here was that meditation um, or mindfulness isn't about going out and hugging trees and singing Kumbaya, which I think a lot of people maybe think it might be when they hear that word. Um, you know, for me all it is is having an app called calm there's loads out there headspace i think is another one, good one and just having a bit of guided meditation like 10 minutes maybe uh, a day or every other day where someone just teaches you about breathing exercises and you know if you're if you're the kind of person that maybe suffers from like anxiety or, or depression or panic attacks having somebody talk you through kind of getting control of your breathing is so important and um, but the other thing is this whole mindfulness thing is just starting to be aware of what's around you. And and one of the ways that I try and do this is, you know, I get out to the the woods every day. We're so lucky where we where you live. Matt talked about Exmouth earlier on. Um, I love the beach, but I haven't been able to get there recently. So I've been going to the woods, really trying to, I'm trying to listen to what's happening around me, the birds, you know, looking at like the nature, the flowers, all of those kind of things just to take you out of, all the, the rubbish maybe that's going on in the, you know, in your life at, the, at that time. And, and, and that's been so, so helpful for me. Um, another point that, that I've been trying to focus on is kind of routine. And so, you know, having a really good sort of bedtime routine, you know, trying to put down the screens like an hour or so before you go to bed, Um, trying to make sure you're going to bed at obviously a good time. I find that tiredness is probably one of my worst things. You know, if I get really tired, that's when I get really bad. I'm quite down sometimes. Um, So having a good routine is really key. Um, Someone gave me a great tip about not using your phone for an alarm clock. Because the first thing you do then in the morning when you turn it off is you just on your phone immediately and straight straight into checking it and, you know, social email, that kind of stuff. So trying to put the phone away and maybe even put it downstairs and using something else for, for an alarm clock is is a good thing. Um, and, and you know, being alcohol free, eating well, um focusing on the kind of wins that you've had in your life I've got a list actually of of good things to focus on that sits in my on my desk in front of me and I add to it each time something good happens from a business perspective or a personal perspective just so I've got a nice list of stuff to kind of look at and just you know g me up when when you might get be, be feeling a little bit bit low so you know i just wanted to share that because i really those a lot of those things have really helped me over those last couple
3: of years and and you know if
1: they can help one or two other people then that'll be a win
3: for me mm. yeah, yeah those are those are really Excellent. important i think that they they resonate with me uh, some of the techniques you've mentioned there just are so powerful in in just helping helping uh, look after it, yourself definitely
1: yeah. And, and and I've just remembered, actually, as well, that um, Pete was one of the people when he heard about my story um, last year, he actually contacted me on WhatsApp and said, you know, are you OK? Do you want to chat? And that was amazing. And, and actually, Matt said to me when we were sorting out this phone call yesterday, you know, because I was talking about my situation, and he offered to um speak to me on the phone anytime I wanted as well. So, you know, you two guys are doing. You know, you, you obviously that's something that must be inbuilt into you to look out and care for other people. Which I, you know, I can't thank you enough from my own personal perspective. But hopefully, from this, we'll get other people thinking about who they know and who they can reach out to, and and just ask, are you okay?
2: definitely yeah completely agree um uh, and you know i think some sometimes you know whether it's a, a message or a phone call and i think some people will be very sort of um oh, oh he's just being kind or whatever or or, or, or but it, i the way that i found it is, is is talking about things is you know it certainly opens up your mind you know everyone will see the, the old saying you know problem problem shares problem half and yeah. all that sort of stuff it's 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 so so true you know that you know Instead of those, uh, you know, the weight of the world, you know, you know lying on the rest on those shoulders, you know, you start to offload a little bit or talk a little bit and somebody can give you different piece of advice. Again, next minute you start to, you know, that fog in front of you, you know, starts to clear a little bit and you start seeing the woods and, and whatever. And next minute you're, you're straight through on that on that um, you know, path to, like I said, I'll always use positivity, but that's the way you've got to be. And just, just a quick one. I think you t- turned around about then and said about the winning, like, so i've been thinking about this recently and we talk about it in rugby quite a bit but win the day uh so how do you win the day and there's different things of winning the day so um a lot of people in lockdown in at home um not being able to work you know like, uh, all these sort of things you know make your goal you know write down a little goal that you're going to do to win that day um it could be something really really simple uh you know getting the insurance done or getting your car taxed or something like that. But, You know, think about things: how you're going to win the day. And I think, you know, talking on routine, people's routine would have been knocked left, right, and centre if you're if you're at home. So, how can you set a routine? A couple of goals a day, you know, complete those goals or get those goals done. You've won the day, and I think that's really, really important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And okay, we should probably wrap it up there I think Becky we've run over yeah. a bit so hopefully people don't mind too much we But a we should just yeah we should
2: All right. just mention,
1: I'll, it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get I'll get berated for this later um we should um we should just mention TalkWorks quickly as well Becky um so yeah. TalkWorks if you're in Devon uh, and there probably is a catchment area that so I'm not totally sure you'd have to check it but TalkWorks is a, a client of ours actually someone that we've been working with for a, a year or two they're part of the NHS Trust, Devon Partnership Trust, and they are set up in Devon to, uh, if you have, if you struggle with any kind of depression and anxiety, issues um so you can go onto their website and you can fill out a questionnaire and it will tell you whether you are likely to be suffering from anxiety or depression and then you can go on and 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 sort of self-refer yourself so you don't have to go through a doctor um to get a referral to them and then you go into uh, a process there where you can talk to their advisors and therapists and things like that if if you are of that level where you need their help Um, so it's completely free service it's all part of the nhs but It's just um, it's something that we and and there's a link also that Thomas has just dropped into the chat there as well. So you can find the website. Um, So, yeah, very important cool okay well Brilliant. thank you so yeah, much I
0: think that brings us to the end um so uh, thank you so much for everything you've all said and for joining us um for anyone who is watching um you can watch this back afterwards as well it will go on to youtube as a um video um and we also are converting these now into podcasts so if you are out on your walk whether that's at the woods or at the beach um and you want to listen to this uh you can tell your friends um <laughs> so you can find that on spotify or any other um podcast platform uh, and it's called optics talk um There will be uh, another one of these next month on a completely different topic. um, And we will be releasing a couple more interviews, not live. um, They'll be pre-recorded over the rest of this week and next week. So um, keep an eye out if you're interested. Um, But otherwise, enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. And thanks for joining us. um,
1: And we'll speak to you next time. Thank Thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Pete. Thank (laughs) Thank Thank you.
0: Hello, me again. I hope you found that interesting. You can subscribe to our Optics Talk podcast to be notified when the next episode comes out if you want to. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch future live streams or videos. If you want to be a guest on one of our conversations, please email info at opticsolutions.co.uk with either Optics Talk or Optics TV in the subject line. See you next time.